Have I been talking about Rodgers that much? Is this something that I've been doing to the point? In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. What are we doing? I'm going to drop the plans for this. And Eric Fry. Because they won a game, and they still will not be ranked again this season. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in, welcome into a brand new day, a brand new week, brand new month. Yeah, it's October, October second, twenty twenty three. October that can only mean one thing. Well, a couple things. Yeah, it's fall. Uh huh. Starting fall, baseball postseason. What time do the Cubs play tomorrow? Ah, darn it. This weekend, the uh, baseball uh, season has come to a close. Look at this. We don't have a paper. We have a schedule yep. of Cardinal games that usually goes here to my left, but nowhere to be found because it's over. But that doesn't mean we're not having baseball. That's right true. Yeah, exactly. Game. We got postseason yes. baseball as the uh, postseason will begin tomorrow with the uh, wild card series. We'll get into that as well as, you know, it's a post weekend. So we got a lot of football coming at you. We got the uh, NFL. We got a little bit of college football. We usually uh, save that for a Tuesday. And uh, we'll see what we get into uh, there from uh, that perspective. Of course, so we got to recap everything that happened. Happened on a Friday night in the way of high school football as week number six has uh, come to a close uh, there. So we'll be talking about those area matchups as well as our two uh, area games that we uh, covered there on a Friday night. FEM against Taylorville and uh, Cumberland against the uh, Purple Riders there. And we'll also hit up on uh, some more local sports that doesn't involve the uh, pigskin we got. Uh, the NTC tournament officially baseball getting underway uh, today. We had some uh, junior high uh, state in baseball. Some of our area teams were participating up there. We'll see how uh, they did. And we also got the continuation of a boys and a girls a golf today as well as they're taking place in some uh, sectional matchups uh, there. So we'll set the table for uh, that. And, of course, it's the post-football uh, weekend, so we got to get uh, from high school sports. We got high school pick em. We got how do you like me now, beast mode, overreactions as well. And we got to get to, to some NASCAR and a NASCAR pick em as well. It's like, boy, when you're hot, you're hot. It just mm-hmm. just comes to you. 
it's it's a it's a great thing really uh nascar what a what a great time for the sport sure. <laughs> we'll get to all that coming up and whatever that we get to here in the uh, treasure show we get to into the uh, podcast in some sort of a fashion it's also the post weekend with so we got the top three moments from the sports weekend after everything that happened this weekend and of course the starting lineup would not be possible without the help of from mcmahon meets tingley insurance agency worth computer repair and uh, to topple us state of bank all right so we got a lot to get to here uh, today on the program so uh, let's go ahead and let's kick it off and let's get it started with first things first before we get into the show First things first. And we're starting off in high school sports, of course, and we're starting off with the uh, Friday uh, football matchups that were happening there on a Friday night for week number six for our two teams that we covered over on our sister stations, WCRA and uh, Jack FM, as it was uh, FEM. They were over on Jack FM. Dominic and I were there, and it was a happy homecoming for the Hearts as they've watched Mattoon have their homecoming festivities in Charleston, and they were on both sides of that. They Hearts played spoiler for Mattoons, and Charleston won on their homecoming, and they did, the Hearts did, what Charleston did the previous week and won on homecoming as it was a, what ended up being a lopsided score there as FEM Put up the points. 55 to 12 was the uh, final score after, you know, it was fairly close there in the, the second quarter, you know, um, kind of eh, about just over midway through the second quarter. It was only a two point game at that point. Taylorville had some momentum, but then just FEM just snatched it right back and uh, they really poured it on there and put up 55 on the tornadoes, on uh, the obviously the biggest scoring output so far for the Hearts this season. And we talked about it on a Friday about is an important one uh, to get with uh, what's coming down the stretch. But um, they uh, Hearts pulled it off, and uh, they got it. 55-12 to 12 was the final. Yeah, huge win for Effingham. Obviously, we will be talking about Effingham later on in beast mode in the pod, uh, putting up that 55. But uh, – like you said, they needed this one. They had mm-hmm. to have this one um, to even give themselves a shot at making the postseason. Mm-hmm. Still a long road ahead of them. We'll find sure. out later this week where they rank as far as uh, looking at the playoff picture. But they needed this one. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they're, they're, any chance they had would be done if they were to lose this one on Friday night. And they came out, played up to their their ability. And I think Travis, it's a little. I don't know if annoying is the right word. But it just kind of upsets you a little bit, I'm sure, because if this was the heart team we'd seen all season, they wouldn't be in this position. Right. You know, but, uh, of course, uh, everything is not a perfect game. And uh, the game, what hearts have done, they've always started out the first half and the second half well. And they did exactly that on a Friday. They jumped out to the 14 nothing lead. Uh, they went on a long 10-play drive. They finished off 18-yard touchdown 
by Weldon Dunstan. But then Taylorville would go back down and march down the field with a double-digit drive of their own. And the only thing uh, with them was it was halted short of the end zone, and uh, they tried for a 23-yard field goal, but they missed it. And then FEM uh, countered with a 51-yard uh, bomb from Gage Gillum to Andrew Lotz, and that put up FEM up 14-2-0. And you're finally feeling pretty good for the hearts. Then Taylorville, they uh, battled back there as uh, they had a long pass play uh, set up by um, from Baron Oban to uh, Clark Rare, and that set up a touchdown for F or for Taylorville's first score of the night, and they missed the extra point, so it was 14-6 at that point. And then the very next play, we always talk about the self-inflicted mistakes, mm -hmm. and that's exactly what happened on that Hearts drive there as there was a miscommunication uh, with uh, Gillum and the receivers, and uh, the uh, quarterback opposite way, Baron Odom, playing on the defensive side, he uh, jumped the route, and he ended up picking it off and it ended up being an interception return for a touchdown. And the Tornadoes, after a penalty that they had on the two-point try, ended up backing them up way up to, uh, I forgot where exactly they lined up for, but it was a longer attempt than what it normally would be. Uh, it still went for two, but uh, that only at that point, with Taylorville scoring and then also getting the pick six, making it a two-point game, Taylorville's right back in it yeah. uh, there and maybe you feel a little bit of pressure onto the sidelines. And if they felt pressure, that would only be the final points the Tornadoes would score the rest of the night. 34 straight points Ooh. by FEM would close it out on homecoming. Uh, there, Gillum would uh, find the end zone a couple of times on the ground. Um, Dunstan would have three rushing touchdowns, including the longest one uh, for him, 47 yards, and that made it 41-12 at that point. And uh, FEM also scored in a bunch of different ways as well, as it was a little uh, pick six of their own, as Odom was just getting under pressure, and he just uh, threw it out there, and it ended up being in the hands of Logan Jones, and a Logan, who was uh, filling in for a Cobra line, who uh, took a hit on an interception that got called back for him. But uh, Logan ended up finishing that off and getting the pick six. And then uh, a, a one-play drive finished off 63-yarder DJ Latham coming in in relief and getting that 55 spot up onto the scoreboard. So uh, FEM scoring in offense and defense and like I said, putting up the points, 55, largest output of the season for the Hearts. And uh, both teams now sit at 500. They Both teams have gotten to it differently. FEM 3-3, three 2-1 and three, two and one in the Apollo now. Bouncing back after our last week's loss to Charleston. Taylorville, they start off the season 3-0. and oh, mm -hmm. But now they're 0-3 after running the gauntlet at the top of the Apollo. And they're 0-3 in the conference there. And uh, FEM... They will take on the Bulldogs of Muhammad Seymour and we'll check in on what they did on a Friday night against Mount Zion. And then at Taylorville, they return home to host Matt Toon. And we'll see what Matt Toon did in the yep. Coles County Clash coming up and recap that. Uh, but uh, FEM got the win, and uh, so did uh, Cumberland over on mm -hmm. WCRA as they picked up the win 25-14 to over the Purple Riders of Arcola. And just looking at the box score, second quarter was really nicely. Mm -hmm. Therefore, Cumberland established that lead at halftime there. 
and uh, Arcola only getting up a couple of touchdowns in the fourth quarter, but that was it. Yeah. But Cumberland winning this one, 25-14. Yeah, Cumberland got the win, avoided the big mistake. That's not to say there weren't mistakes. There was a blocked punt that Arcola was able to recover. There was an onside kick that Arcola recovered in that game, but the Cumberland offense came to play, started with 727 left in that second quarter, as you mentioned. It was 0-0 after the first. It was kind of a back-and-forth punting affair, Hmm. neither team really gaining advantage uh, in that that first quarter, but it was 727 left in the half. Braden Olmstead ran in on a four-yard touchdown run, and then with 248 left to go, it was Grant Kaiser, a big 34-yard touchdown run. That's great for Grant because he had kind of – had some touches, but hadn't really, you know, done a whole lot with them. And he's, he'd been one of the main guys who'd been fumbling the football for the Pirates. So he got the confidence up last night, or Friday night, I should say, with that big run. And then one more score, Travis, an 80-yard touchdown pass from Oldstead to Blake McMeekin. And McMeekin just beat his man right off the line. We know how quick he is. Yeah. And Olmstead just put it perfectly right down there. And, and the Cumberland was able – that kind of gave all the momentum to the Pirates mm. heading into the half, being up 19. Yeah, I'd say so, especially uh, after that 80-yard pass. Yeah, being up 19 nothing. So then the come, you know, third quarter kind of went back and forth again. Cumberland would make a stop on a fourth down, uh, or made uh, Arcola have to punt it on fourth down. Arcola downed it at the one. Mm. And so you're like, oh, this is not good. And that's when Blake McMeekin found a hole and went 96 yards. I mean, as Coach said post game, he said you could have driven a semi through there sideways. <laughs> that's how big the hole was nice. for McMeekin, and he had one man to beat. He beat him uh, and uh, kind of you know cut back to the left, but 96 yards there, and that that really kind of sealed the deal. Cumberland went up 25 nothing. Our Cole would put a couple scores up on the board uh, late in that game, but just it never felt like they were within distance. Mm-hmm. Even though it, you know, it ended up being just a nine-point game, they never felt like it was a nine-point game. It felt more yeah. like it was a, you know, a, 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 a not a blowout, but it just never felt that close. Olmstead, twenty carries, most carries he's had in a game. Talked to coach after the game, he said, "Yes, he's starting to get confidence, and that's something that I need to recognize is that he can do more with his legs." 20 carries for 79 yards and a touchdown, and four for six, 100 yards and a touchdown. His best game of the season, yeah. without a doubt. Um, Blake yeah. Meekin, 23 carries, 184 yards. You know what you're getting out of Blake. Three catches for 83 yards and a touchdown. He had a two-touchdown night as well. Cumberland, 303 yards on the ground, 403 yards total. One turnover. It was a fumble. They did not lose it. Technically not a turnover. Um, but four penalties. Those are the two things we've talked about with Cumberland. The penalties and the turnovers. They limited both of them on Friday night, and they held the ball for 28 minutes and 11 seconds compared to Arcola just holding it for uh, not that long. I didn't write it down, but uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't as long as uh, Cumberland. So uh, also the defense hold them to 206 yards. So Cumberland held the ball for a while and got the win because of it. Yeah. So uh, Cumberland now approves to a four and two on the season. Arcola opposite way reverse that. They fall to a two and four on the uh, season, so yeah. uh, teams going in the opposite direction there. Yeah, and Cumberland, you know, with a chance Saturday, we'll talk about what Tri County did, but a chance to get their fifth win coming up mm-hmm. on Saturday afternoon, and Arcola taking on Sagamon Valley, and what is a, a almost a must win. I mean, you know, for for one of these two teams. Right. Yeah, and we'll take a look at uh, later in the week when we talk about the playoff picture of how Arcola's schedule mm-hmm. uh, stacks up. They still got uh, Arthur yeah. 
left on there in the final three weeks there. And, yeah, Cumberland playing on a Saturday afternoon against uh, Mm Tri-County there. So programming note for you there. So we got Friday night football action for you, FEM and Muhammad, and then it'll be Cumberland's turn on Saturday. Against Tri County over on WCRA there, and we'll take a look at everywhere else happened on a Friday night in Week Six of high school football on the way here on the starting lineup from the 98.9 The Game Studios. The starting lineup. We'll be right back. In 2021, the Effingham County Sheriff's Office received over 200 reports of fraud, forgery, and scams. This is your Effingham County Sheriff Paul Coons reminding you that if someone contacts you that you don't know with an offer that sounds too good to be true, it is. Please shop with our local trusted area businesses and craftsmen who work hard to maintain their reputation. If you think that you've been the target of a potential scam, call your local police to report it. You may prevent someone else from being taken advantage of. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. And now, the starting lineup. It's a post-weekend, so we got to get you the top three moments from the sports weekend. I'm boycotting. I mean... I am boycotting. It's like, oh, well, I might have to do the top three without the, the music here today. <laughs> I press spacebar so many and times. And now, it's time for the top three. And just, it's a Monday, I guess. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in. Starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Coming up. Top three moments from uh, this past uh, sports weekend. Let's tell you more about the high school football games that were on a Friday night in week six of high school football. And we'll start off there in the Apollo Conference as it was uh, Charleston getting another W in the Coles County Clash. Now three out of the last four as uh, Charleston also proves to a five and one on the season and they become a playoff eligible they're obviously season is not done just yet. They're looking to get back into the postseason for the first time since 2012. And Matt Toon on the other way, they're the opposite way. One in five on the season they fell. And Charleston really exploited our rushing game, and then they used it to their advantage. They quickly jumped out to the 14 and nothing a lead there at EIU. But then Mattoon closed the gap, 22-14 in Charleston's favor. But at that point, Mattoon still within striking distance, but then uh, Charleston pulls away in uh, the uh, second half. Bonstetter, he has three rushing touchdowns, a spore rush for 118 yards, and a couple of scores as well. Uh, Burnett and Perry also had two other rushing touchdowns for the Trojans who racked up 284 yards on the ground 
for Charleston to pick up another W in the Coles County Clash on a Friday. Taking home the traveling trophy again, going nowhere, going to stay in the trophy case for Charleston there. Impressive. An impressive win uh, for Charleston up there. Um, They just, Travis, they look like a a team that is coming together Yeah, at, at, at the right time as they have all year long. Right, yeah, exactly. You know, it's they're, they're two and one in a conference. We'll see what they do uh, this week against Mount Zion. But uh, I put it on, on the title on my on my story last week that Charleston football's back. Yeah, because they are. They are five and one playoff eligible, yep. uh, and now so uh, Charleston in the driver's seat for a playoff appearance in the final three weeks. And uh, the other big matchup in the Apollo ended up being Muhammad getting the win, their fifth win in a row as they defeated Mount Zion. And this one was 26-7 was the uh, final score. And Matt Toon, they're in the driver's seat now of winning the Apollo as they're on a five-game win streak now. Next couple weeks, of course, we know what they're doing, hosting FEM this upcoming week. And then Matt Toon, they're wrapping up their conference schedule there. And uh, the next two weeks, so they don't stumble. Uh, they're on the cusp of winning their third straight Apollo Conference Championship. And they did this really in dominating fashion mm-hmm. here on a Friday night again as uh, they led at 12 to nothing at halftime. Uh, there was also a block punt that set up one of those first touchdowns. Uh, Mount Zion uh, had a little bit of trouble with turnovers here as uh, their second interception set up the other score right before halftime. And McCoby Adams for on the other side from Mount Zion, 14 of 34, 164 yards, a touchdown, but three interceptions for him. And all of them came to Donovan Lewis as he was one of the big uh, guys that was just a ball hawk of the uh, Muhammad defense uh, there. Also, uh, the rushing attack was working for Muhammad as well. Uh, Brock Vanderveer, he had three rushing touchdowns. And Luke Johnson, he got the yards. And Vanderveer, he got the touchdowns. Uh, Johnson had 30 carries, 143 yards for the Bulldogs, and a touchdown uh, there. And uh, Mount Zion finally got on the board with about three minutes left in the third. Uh, and a long pass uh, set up that rushing touchdown earlier in the game. Uh, there and Muhammad again on defense. They held a trio of Harvey, Trimble, and McAtee to only nine catches and 133 yards. Yes, they held them to uh, that much combined as it was a down night uh, for that trio there. And Harvey was the only one that caught a touchdown uh, there. So Muhammad, another win and in the driver's seat there, uh, beating them, beating Mount Zion 26 to seven. There three and zero in the conference. Yeah, and like you said, in the driver's seat and in convincing fashion, Travis, um, I think your reports of Muhammad uh, being done maybe a uh, I'm sure I wasn't. I'm sure I wasn't the only one. Maybe, <laughs> but, maybe greatly exaggerated. But yes, uh, they they were. They're doing a lot better mm-hmm. uh, than I initially anticipated yes. Yes. Uh, there. So uh, looking forward to uh, seeing them. Uh, this week up close and, and personal in Muhammad. And looking forward to, on the opposite side, a possibly angry Mount Zion team taking on Charleston. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that one should be intriguing as well. Uh, The uh, Lincoln Prairie Conference here, we got Arthur. They continue to be undefeated. They're 6-0 as they beat Nokomis 43-23, and that pushes Nokomis to a 3-3. Parsons, of course, he was one of the players that showed up there on Friday like he always does. 14 carries, 160 yards on the ground, two rushing touchdowns, and also 202 yards passing and a couple of scores as well. Easton Frederick had three of those grabs for 142 yards and a touchdown uh, there for Arthur. So uh, they, the Knights, continue to roll here as Nokomis now is one of those area teams that are sitting at 3-3 and trying to get two out of their next three for uh, to get to that magic number of five and then See what else happens. See whatever uh, happens that they can't control. Uh, we'll look at where they stand in the playoff yes. picture later on in the week. Uh, Sullivan, they also continue to their great season as they are pushed their record to six and zero. Though they won this one twenty-seven to two uh, nothing yeah. over Sagamon Valley, so uh, not as many points as maybe you would initially anticipate there no and you know i i think it was a case of sullivan knowing what they needed to do getting it done getting it done early um and you know they knew that they had to get a win six means you are going to the playoffs you're a playoff team now so uh that was all sullivan wanted to do i don't think they cared by how many they did it by they just wanted to do it and they they took care of business yep so they'll be going back to the postseason for the first time since 2015 that's awesome there for a sullivan program that has been winless over so many years consecutively but uh now bringing the program back they're going to be back in the postseason uh there no small uh thing there for the redskins as uh, Fryman had 15 carries, 70 yards, a couple of scores as he had a couple of rushing touchdowns, but also uh, another receiving as well. One grab for 34 yards, and Christensen was 10 of 12 and 138 yards in that touchdown to Fryman. I, I'm super excited about Sullivan and everything like that, Travis, but you know what I'm, I'm also a little annoyed by? What's that? I kind of wish they would have stayed in the CIC this year because them in Shelbyville – I think would have been a very good matchup. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a good a heavyweight matchup. And with the rest of the CIC being what it is, they still probably would have made the postseason. Oh yeah, that's that's probably facts for sure. Um, and then there was uh, Villa Grove putting up the highest output of their season so far. They went fifty-five to twelve over Sarah Gordo. Villa Grove now three and three. Again, one of those teams that are, have to win two of the next three to get in and let the points fall where they may. Sarah Gordo falls to 1-5 and five on the season. This game was close at first as uh, Villagrova scored on uh, their first time a run to Wilcoxon to put them up 7-0, but Sarah Gordo comes back and uh, they uh, trailed by one after failing on the two-point conversion. Then a couple more rushing touchdowns for a run pushed it to 21-6, but Sarah Gordo feeling all right. They thought they were going to go into the half, only trailing 21-12. to 12, But right before the half could come to a close, it was another score from run to Wilcoxon, made it 28-12. to 12. And then, obviously, uh, Sarah Gordo not putting up any more points after that. Uh, Blue Devils just uh, poured it on after that. They had another well by Kyler Williams as well. And uh, Brady Codfelt are also uh, set uh, the uh, career receiving yards record there at, Sir, uh, at Villa Grove. 
as well uh, for him. So uh, Villagrove, 3-3, three and three, 500 on the uh, season. And Argenta also pushes themselves to a 3-3 three and three mm-hmm. on the season as well. Argenta, winners of back-to-back games yeah. for the first time since 2019. Uh, there they won it 47-24 over Tri-County. Tri-County is winless mm-hmm. on the season 0-6. And, and Tri-County has got Cumberland on Saturday, Sullivan and Villa Grove. Ooh. To finish out the season, trying to find their first win. Yeah, that's a tough stretch. Mm, man, but uh, Argenta, we'll Sorry, check in on we'll check in on them. Yes, in the playoff picture, but they're sitting at three and three. Uh-huh. I know two of their three uh, opponents they could possibly get the dub, but you know, we'll see about their other matchup. But mm-hmm. three and three, the Bombers are. Mm-hmm. Could be flirting with some playoffs, Possibly. potentially. Possibly. For them. Uh, and the uh, little Illini, uh, yeah, another team that's 3-3, three and three, that's Paris. So they won 41-8 to eight over Newton. And the Eagles now are 1-5 on the season and 1-3. And, and the LIC and Paris is 500-2-2 into the LIC. And Paris, the next three games, uh, they have four of the road to five wins. They're at Olney this week. They're at Robinson. And they close out with Casey there in week nine. And uh, Newton is uh, now with their fifth loss. They're eliminated from playoff contention. But their next three weeks are against Robinson and Lawrenceville and Marshall to try to find a couple more wins there on the schedule for the Eagles. Um, And then Mount Carmel, uh, they won 56-20 over Alney. And a fifth straight win for Mount Carmel in their highest output this season so far. And uh, they put up 14 points in every quarter in this game, and they led 28 to seven at halftime there. So uh, Mount Carmel now improves to five and one, and they're four and zero into the LIC. Only falls to zero and six and zero and four into the LIC there. So Mount Carmel just continues to roll yep. in the LIC play. Yep, they they are taking care of business like they need to. Yeah, after that FEM win, yep, that got them going. Yep, that's really sparked it uh, here, and uh, then also the other undefeated team in Apollo or in Apollo in LIC play, but also on the season, Casey does it again. They f- they put up fifty five points, yep. fifty five to zero over Marshall in that uh, rivalry game. There, Marshall one and five on the season now, and Casey six and zero, four and zero in the LIC. Five of the six games have been shutouts. For Casey, and this one was over at halftime. They were leading 34 to zero mm-hmm. at that point, and obviously Casey's recipes for success just like showed up in this one. The rushing attack was on point, and the smothering defense was just too much there for Marshall. So Casey officially becomes a playoff eligible. They missed out last year, but they were in it in 2021, and the last time they were undefeated in the regular season was in 2013. But they got the big one. Uh, coming up this week, the biggest hurdle of them all, as we finally get to see it, the matchup that we'll talk about more extensively oh, yeah. later in the week. But Mount Carmel, Casey, Friday night. Here we go. This is what we've been waiting for in the LIC. Yeah. So we'll wait. Can't wait to preview that one coming up on Friday. And uh, Lawrenceville, they picked up the, their fifth win. They become a playoff eligible. They were three and six last year, but they did make it in 2021 so 
Uh, they're five and one, three and one in LIC, and Robinson uh, falls to one and five and one and three in the conference. And Robinson actually led this one yeah. twelve to eight in the first quarter and at halftime, and scored at the beginning of the third. So they led twenty to eight. But then Lawrenceville with the uh, comeback, the Indians scored to make it twenty to fourteen after three quarters. They tied it up with about three minutes to go, and then in the final minutes there, they pulled off another score to win 26-20. to 20. So Lawrenceville had to come back to do so, but now they're playoff eligible of 5-1. and one. Yeah, and Travis, this one was really surprising me as I was getting updates on it. I was like, Lawrenceville, you lost to Casey last week, and now, mm-hmm. you know, Robinson. But, you know, minus that game, you look at this, this was in the little line I, Travis, a week of the haves and the have-nots. It was the haves taking on the have-nots. Yeah. And, you know, the, the teams, true. minus Robinson, who put up a good fight against Lawrenceville, those teams at the bottom of the LIC, just this year's mm-hmm. not their year. Right. Not yeah, a it's single one. a down year for, for those teams yep. there. And the uh, Central Illinois had a Shelbyville, Shelbyville get playoff eligible. They're 6-0 and and 3-0 and in the CIC, and they took down Macon Meridian 50-7, 1-5 on the season are uh, Macon and uh, Shelbyville. Two out of the last three weeks, they scored a 50-plus points, and they've been outscoring opponents this year 255-78. to They were averaging 42.5 points per game for the Rams, and also uh, they lost the uh, shutout, and uh, the defense did throw up the shutout because Macon uh, returned a, a kickoff uh, there for their only score of the game. But again, again, the Rams continue to roll here, and 6-0 and on the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warrensburg Latham, they won an OT over Central A&M, and this one was by the final of 14-2-13, a low-scoring defensive struggle here. And Warrensburg improves to 3-3. Three and three. Central A&M falls on the brink, 2-4, and 0-3 and and in CIC play. A&M, they scored with 31 seconds left in the second quarter to make it 7-0 at halftime. A Damery hit a plane to give uh, A&M the lead. And then with about 2.27 left, uh, Warrensburg ties it up with a 70-yard touchdown pass, and they go into overtime tied at 7. Warrensburg would get the first opportunity to score, and they did just that. They punched it in to make it 14-7, and then A&M scored with a per sale rushing touchdown, but then they missed the extra point, and so uh, that ended the game there in overtime in Warrensburg. Picks up the dub, spoiling a little bit of homecoming festivities uh, there in Mawikwa. Uh, they're losing in heartbreaking fashion there in OT. Yeah, heartbreaking fashion's an understatement, Travis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next week, though, Shelbyville comes calling to Mawikwa uh, there for A&M and Warrensburg's road to their fifth win. Uh, they'll have to go through Clinton, Tuscola, and they're at Chester the next three weeks. Uh, speaking of uh, Clinton, they picked up the win over Tuscola in a pretty convincing fashion. 49-27 to was the final, so Clinton improves to 4-2, and 3-0 and in the CIC. And Tuscola, they're on the brink. They're 2-4 and and 1-2 and in the CIC. Clinton actually led a 20 to nothing at one point in the second quarter. Uh, a Jordan Quinn rushing touchdown and got the Warriors on the board finally, and that was the score at halftime, 20-6. to But a couple more scores in the third. It was a 35-6 to lead at one point for 
uh, the Maroons, but Tuscola would uh, score a couple of times, or yeah, they would score a couple of times, and they got a kickoff return, and uh, just Clinton, every time that Tuscola was thinking that they could maybe get the score within striking distance, they uh, scored as well, 42-13 to 13 lead in the fourth quarter, and then Tuscola would obviously get in the end zone a couple more times there, but Clinton, they're 4-2 on the season, and their last two weeks our three weeks are Warrensburg, Shelbyville, and Pontiac. Mm-hmm. Their last three. May we see some of these teams coming up on overreaction later on in the podcast? Possibly. 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 I'll stick around for that. And then finally, we wrap up in the South Central. And here we go with Greenville 35 to 14 over Vandalia. And the Comets approved to a 6 and 0 on the season. If you didn't think that the comments were for real now, you do now because they beat Pena and Vandalia in back-to-back weeks here. Yeah, Grant, Greenville's for real, 100%. They are the the best team right now in the South Central. Mm-hmm. Yep, so they are in the driver's seat there. And They're in full control. A playoff team. Yeah, playoff Six eligible, wins. that's right. And uh, they did miss it last year, but they made it in 2021, so they're pretty much familiar with that. And barring miracles – they may have locked up the South Central Conference. Yeah, unless they still have uh, Carlinville. Yeah, I was say unless they uh, fall, uh, fall on their face here, they yeah, pretty much have it on lock. Carlinville, who I think is four and two, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And uh, four total turnovers for the Vandals doomed them in this game. As it was close at one point, it was fourteen to six at halftime, and then in the second half, it was within a couple of scores, twenty-eight to fourteen, and then Greenville. Uh, put up another score to make it the final uh, there. And uh, so Greenville becomes playoff eligible. And uh, speaking of Pena, they fell here as Hillsboro wins this one, 28-21 against the Panthers. So Hillsboro now 3-3, and and they won this one in overtime as well. Pena led 21-7 at halftime, but then uh, Hillsboro went on a run, 21 unanswered points including the game winner by a Drake uh, McSpirit rushed for a seven-yard touchdown in overtime to give Hillsboro the win there. Jay Stewart, also one of the uh, highlights for the Hilltoppers, he had a receiving and rushing touchdown, including the game, a tying score with less than four minutes to go. And Hillsboro pulls off the upset and takes down Pena here in OT. Yeah, big win, big win. Uh, Carlinville, they won 45 to 20 over North Mac. Carlinville now four and two on the season. North Mac falls to one and five and eliminated from playoff contention. There. Carlinville, Greenville next week. Mm, Carlinville sitting one. at four and two. Greenville six and zero. Oh, so Carlinville could possibly take the conference title still. Mm-hmm. And uh, North Mac will miss the playoffs for the first time since 2018, uh, obviously 2020 notwithstanding right. there. Uh, Reels, he had a good game. He had four touchdown passes, 152 yards, and a Dyer had 19 carries, 89 yards, and a couple of scores there for Carlinville. And it was a Litchfield putting up the points against Gillespie, uh, their highest output this season, 53-19 to over Gillespie. So Litchfield put themselves in position at 3-3 three and three, uh, there. Uh, Spyherd, 23 carries, 197 yards, two touchdowns for Litchfield uh, there. And uh, Sadoff, seven catches, 168 yards receiving, and two scores as well. So 
Uh, Gillespie falls to 0 and 6 there, and Piasol wins over Staunton, dramatic fashion there. Uh, three and three is Piasol. Staunton two and four on the brink. Piasol holds on to win this one because they led 20 to seven at halftime, then uh, Staunton scored in the third quarter to make it 20 to 13. But immediately Piasol rebounds with a score of their own to make it 26 to 14, and Staunton just ran out of time there in the fourth quarter uh, there. So Piasol squeaks away mm -hmm. with the win there. And we have all those scores up on the website, fmradio.com, if you want to check out the finals. And we'll be previewing the uh, week number seven coming up later in the week as well as taking a look at where these teams stand in the playoff picture later on in the week as well. But right now we got to step away and we got to come back with some local sports that doesn't involve the uh, pigskin. We got to look at some uh, baseball action. We got to look at uh, some uh, volleyball that happened over the weekend. And we got to get you set up for today's NTC tournament officially gets into a full swing as well as uh, some uh, boys, girls, and uh, golf regional or sectionals that are taking a place. And uh, that's what we're talking about coming up next here on the Star Lineup. We'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. This is Lucas Kroening with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. Just because your combine is one brand doesn't mean its cornhead should be the same, especially when it costs you yield. Drago cornheads are engineered to harvest more. Lowest profile saves ears, self-adjusting deck plates save kernels, longer knife rollers reduce trash, and aggressive gathering chains pick up stocks. No other cornhead works like a Drago or pays you back like one. Get the best deals of the season through December 15th. Learn more at dragooffers.com. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Haven't seen you around the gym for a while. Yeah, I've really fallen off. Since I turned 40, I just don't get the results I used to get. Could be lower testosterone. Lower T. Yeah, I went through it a while back. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone. I got Nugenix Total T, and it's made a huge difference for me. I've seen that on TV. Is it for real? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is something called Testafin, which helps boost free and total testosterone levels to help you trim up and stay lean. And it's made a difference for you? Man, I feel like I'm in my 20s again at work, in the gym, and in the bedroom. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves? Yeah, you just need to send them a text. Text FLASH to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text SLASH to 321321. That's SLASH to 321321. And now you go from 72 in a sunny in Atlanta and then uh, 48 degrees in Minnesota uh, for this one. They're indoors. With the Tigers. Okay. They're not indoors. Oh, not anymore. Never mind. <laughs> that has long since been imploded. The starting lineup. Uh, and it's also a Shohei Otani day as yep. he's on the mound against the Guardians. We'll be uh, looking in on a Shohei yep. uh, later Shohei, in the night. Shohei, 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 Shohei. 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that was. It's a chant that they do at like soccer games. Ole, 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 ole! Yeah. But you kind of were off a little bit. I there. was trying to fit Shohei in there, but it's very hard. It doesn't uh, quite go with the beat. No. I tried though. It really doesn't. You, you tried. Another team that tried last night was the Hawks. On ninety-eight nine, the game. Eric Fry Sports Center update. St. Louis City FC scored four goals in 12 minutes during a 4-1 win over Sporting KC at City Park on Saturday. St. Louis remains first place in the Western Conference, Travis, with 17 wins, five draws, and 10 losses for 56 points. Pretty good first year. They visit Vancouver on Sunday. College football action from over the weekend. EIU beat Northwestern State 19-10, and Southern Illinois took down Missouri State 33-20. St. Louis Blues couldn't hold on to a two-goal lead during a 4-3 overtime loss to the Dallas Stars in preseason contest at the Enterprise Center. St. Louis is 2-1-2 in exhibition play. They visit Columbus tonight. Chicago Fire FC earned their first win in over two months over the weekend when they beat the New York Red Bulls 1-0 at Red Bull Arena on Saturday. Chicago's 11th place in the Eastern Conference with 9 wins, 10 draws, and 11 losses for 37 points. However, they are tied for the ninth and final playoff spot. Fire hosts enter Miami on Wednesday. Travis, there you go. Go up to Chicago. See Messi, maybe, if he's going to perform. Uh, the Blackhawks couldn't slow down the Red Wings during a 6-1 preseason loss at Little Caesar Arena. The Hawks are now 1-1-1 in exhibition play. They host Detroit tomorrow night. And the Trailblazers have traded Drew Holiday. He's moving to Boston. He's going to be part of the Celtics. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. Travis Marks here. Eric Fry over there with the Sports and the Reeds. You said the Celtics, not the Bulls. No, not the Bulls. Hmm. To the Celtics. Jeez, the rich get richer. Blazers, uh, the Blazers are going to get Robert Williams III, Malcolm Brogdon, a 2024 first-round pick from the Warriors, and a 2029 first-round pick from the Blazers. Jeez. What's going on with, like, Philadelphia and Miami? Just not getting anything. No. Uh, I get it. Oh, uh, well, I guess. Yeah. It was a, it was a hopeful, hopeful a nice dream, dream. Yeah. for the Bulls to yeah. get them, but it just didn't happen. Let's take a look at some local sports that happened this weekend that didn't involve football. In high school baseball on a Friday, the NTC tournament got officially underway as the Nioga, the ninth seed, won over the eighth seed of Brownstown, 11-2-0-1. Bollinger got the win for Nioga. He went four innings, giving up one hit, one run, and four strikeouts there. And Atwood took the loss for Brownstown. So Nioga advances to take on the number one overall seed there. That's St. Anthony at Paul Smith Field today. And we'll take a look at the rest of the NTC schedule coming up here in a second. But uh, from a Friday in the junior high baseball, we had uh, Paris Crestwood pick up the win in 1A state tournament, and they won over Pawnee a 3-1. They would advance to uh, uh, Saturday's action, and unfortunately they would uh, fall in their game against Pekin uh, ranking seven to two, so that would slide them into the third place game, and they would also fall there to Carthage, nine to seven was the final score there. So Paris Crestwood end up finishing in fourth place 
in the uh, state tourney there. Uh, Staunton, uh, they beat St. Joe 2-0, to zero, but it was Pleasant Plains we already mentioned on the show, I believe, on a Friday. Uh, but they fell 14-1 to one against uh, Pleasant Plains mm-hmm. to end Teutopolis' season uh, there. But uh, Staunton would go on to face Pleasant Plains, and Pleasant Plains would also beat Staunton 14-1. to one, So that would slide Staunton into the third-place game, which they won against Reed Custer. 8-4 to four was the final there. So Staunton finishing in third place uh, there. And it was also a Charleston picking up the win on Friday. So they would uh, beat uh, St. Jacob Triad. And then they would go on to fall to Bloomington Evans 10-1 to on Saturday. And then they would f- uh, fall in the third place game to a Dunlap Valley 2-1 to was the final score there. So Charleston finishing in fourth place in the state. In junior high. Congratulations. There. Absolutely. And in a volleyball on Friday, it was North Clay over St. Elmo. Wins two straws. Took down Topless in two sets. Uh, South Central beat a Weber. And in a soccer action, we had Altamont on a tie with a Centralia. At the uh, Mattoon tournament, it was Lincoln over Olney and Mattoon over a Newton there. Both of those were 3-1 to one scores there. And Lincoln Wood got the win over Greenville 4-0 to a zero there. And in Saturday action, uh, we had uh, in baseball, we had Altamont pick up the win over Woodlawn. A 17-2 was the final score there. As it was Altamont with a couple runs in the first, three in the third, but 11 runs in the bottom of the fourth. They'll only have this one a four-inning affair there as Melville got the win in relief. He pitched one in the third inning there, giving him no hits and a couple of strikeouts. And it was Altamont getting contributions from everybody. Uh, Elam, Berg, they had three RBIs. Caden Miller had a home run and two RBIs. Davis, Stimke, Robbins, Eli Miller, and all had an RBI. And uh, Tatopoulos played a doubleheader with uh, Chrysler Rock. And in one game, Tatopoulos won 2-1. to one. In a 10 innings there as Topolis picked up a run on the third. Uh, Chrysler Rock tied it up in the bottom of the seventh. And then all the way in the 10th inning, that's when Topolis picked up the uh, dub there. Uh, Gaddis, he pitched seven innings, but unfortunately due to the extra innings, didn't get the win. That went to uh, Kramer there. He went three innings in relief on one hit there and a couple of strikeouts. And Chrysler Rock in the second game. Defeated Topless six to five there on a Saturday. In a soccer, we had Topless pick up the win over Modern Day, and that one was by the final of one to zero. And we also had uh, area teams uh, competing in the Nike Twilight Invitational there in Terre Haute, and it was only finishing in sixth place in the uh, 5K in one of their races. Uh, Saint Anthony ended up finishing in 16th place in uh, their. Uh, race uh, there and uh, we had uh, in the our uh, 5k race of champions uh, Isabel Keller actually finished in third place out of all those runners there for from St. Anthony and uh, Molly Farrell from Marshall also finished in 10th place uh, there uh, schedule for today the baseball high school baseball the NTC tournament baseball tournament gets under Underway in full swing in the ninth seed in yoga. They're at the one seed, St. Anthony, at 4 o'clock. 
Number four seed North Clay. They're hosting the five seed CHBC at four o'clock in Louisville. The seven seed at Dietrich is at the two seed Altamont at four o'clock. And the six seed Wins Two Straws is at the three seed South Central. Also at four o'clock there. We also got in uh, the boys uh, golf regionals. We got uh, the 2A Mount Carmel sectional, I should say, in Mount Carmel. Yeah, FEM, Mattoon, Charleston all participating there. Also, Staunton as well. Individuals from Alney, Robinson, Arcola, Mount Carmel, Paris, Lawrenceville, Hillsboro all represented there. In the 2A uh, Peoria sectional, it's Muhammad. As a team competing there, and uh, individuals from uh, Mount Zion also will be there. In the Waterloo uh, Catholic sectional in Waterloo, it's uh, St. Anthony and Tatopoulos participating as a team. Litchfield will also be there. Also got individuals from Vandalia, Newton, Carlinville also there. And in the uh, 1A Kankakee McNamara sectional, Marshall and some individuals there from Tuscola, Casey, and Villa Grove. And in the uh, Auburn, a sectional. It's a Windsor's Two Straws as a team will be participating there. In girls golf, we also got in 1A, Taylorville sectional. It's St. Anthony, FEM, Sullivan, Charleston, Tuscola will all be there as well as a ton of individuals from around the area. And in the 2A normal community sectional, it'll be Mattoon as a team will be participating there. And in volleyball, we also have the Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament beginning tonight in Argenta. Round-robin action with uh, Cumberland, uh, Sullivan, Unity Christian in that group. Uh, Arcola, Villa Grove, Blue Ridge in that group. Uh, Saragordo, Oka Valley, Argenta in that group. And Arthur uh, Heritage in Tri-County in uh, that one. And we have the entire schedule up on the website and all those athletes that are going to be participating in golf sectionals up on the website as well. Just click on our local sports tab uh, there. But we're up against the clock, and we need to close it out. We need to close it out with the top three from the sports weekend. So that's what we're talking about to close it out. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. KM side by sides are everywhere at Car Corral. We're overstocked with defenders and they gotta go. We need the room. So we're starting a KM Defender to Remember Sales event only at Car Corral KM on Highway 50 in Flora. We have KM Defenders starting under $11,000. That's right, under eleven dollars for a KM side by side. This Defender to Remember Sales event is a must see. Stop in and check it out. Get a blue KM Defender HD9 with power steering for only $16.9 and finance it for 60 months at 3.99%. That's right, 3.99% interest for 60 months with approved credit. These deals won't last long. We've got green ones, black ones, and even camo. Three seaters, six seaters, you name it, we've got it. Defenders everywhere. You won't be disappointed. That's the Defender to Remember sales event only at Car Corral Can-Am on Highway 50 in Flora. Shop online at carcorralpolaris.com or check us out on Facebook. Financing with approved credit, only tax title and fees are extra. The Defender to Remember sales event only at Car Corral in Flora. 
And now, the starting lineup. Hello. 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 Welcome in. Welcome back to the starting lineup, 98.9 The Game. Hey, Travis, the Olympics are over and done with, so maybe we need to get rid of this uh, music bed. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. We're only here on 98.9 versus say a smidge a bit longer, but we do have just enough time to get to the uh, top three from the sports weekend. And now it's time for the top three. Top three from the uh, sports weekend in no particular order, but I'll start off with uh, my uh, number three. Everything that happened in MLB uh, this weekend uh, with the playoffs beginning, but my number three is that the Cubs getting eliminated from postseason contention there. Cardinals not making it makes it a little bit better with the Cubs not making it. My number one was the end of the miserable week for the Cubs. (laughs) You can't play your worst baseball in the final week of the year. And they did. They did. And they did. Uh, my number. So finished ahead of the Cardinals. Yes, we did. Everybody finished ahead of the Cardinals, right. including the Pirates. Yep. Oh boy. Uh, my number two uh, from the uh, sports weekend also was uh, not very good as well as uh, me realizing that Illinois is a mid football program and that we don't have a football team once again. That is true. Uh, and I had to watch it on Peacock too. Uh, my number two, Travis, and I'll go more into detail with this uh, in the pod. The Jags Falcons on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, that was great. It was great, and I'll tell you why it was great coming up in the pod. All right, and then my number one moment from the uh, sports weekend involved an Adam. It was Adam Wainwright and his celebration retirement ceremony as well, and also a very cynical part of me as well, hearing those boos from Mosaic. Yeah. Uh, there, he tried to make a joke out of it, but uh, we know what it was. And so, of course, what I wanted all season long, Yanni Molina was back okay. yesterday as well for Wayno. Yeah, and he also got a couple of bats this weekend yes. as well. Yes. So, uh, my number three, Travis, is uh, the absolute disgrace of NASCAR that happened after the truck race. Again, go into more detail in the pod. But what happened was absolutely abysmal and cannot happen. And that driver should be suspended for the rest of the year. And I'll tell you more about that coming up in the pod. Mm, so we'll have a lot more stuff to talk oh, yeah. about in the uh, podcast with NASCAR and other news and notes as well from MLB. We got to get set for the uh, postseason that's going to officially begin uh tomorrow so uh catch us there in the uh podcast and we've got nfl to talk about pick them the recap beast mode how do you like me now overreactions and uh, entertainment recap as well coming up in the uh pod but for right now coming up next here on espn radio is a carlin versus joe enjoy that and we'll talk to you in the pod Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.